When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breakfast on SEN. Well, as we were discussing earlier, this time every year, every January, the Australian Open opens a window to the rest of the world as Melbourne and the country spend two weeks at the centre of uh, the sports universe. And the Australia's Open is a two-part docuseries that starts... 8.30 tonight on the ABC, and it charts the tournament's rise from a suburban tennis club to the biggest annual sporting event, perhaps in the Southern Hemisphere. Renee Stubbs is a six-time Grand Slam champion. She's been a coach, a commentator, but Renee's about to become a star of the small screen tonight. Renee, welcome to you. <laughs> Oh, thanks very much. I don't know about that, but uh, hopefully, hopefully the tournament is the start. <laughs> well, yeah, Kane. Just on that, Kane and I were chatting earlier about how the Open isn't just about the on-court, of course, but increasingly in more recent times, off-court as well. Given all the societal issues that are seemingly intertwined with the event, Renee. So, so where does this docu series take us exactly? Well, I mean, sort of through the entire real history of the Australian Open, um, you know, it's moved from Kuyong to uh, Melbourne Park, which was, you know, back then Flinders Park. Uh, and then really just through some of the, the interesting storylines of the Australian Open from, you know, Pat Cash's run there in the first year, 1988, uh, when he, you know, that unbelievable match with Matt Spielander. And then obviously, you know, culminating into Ash Barty winning, um, you know, there's this bit of sprinkle of me in there. And then also um, just through some of the controversies and the, and the difficulties that the Australian Open has faced through the years. Um, you know, obviously the the COVID situation, the Novak situation, and, um, you know, just various things in between. Renee, talk to me about some of those difficulties. Well, I mentioned it. It's one of the great physical mm. tests, the Australian Open. Like, to be on court for three, four, five hours in those conditions in the middle of summer in this country, uh, you can speak to the conditions. Is it the hardest event that you play in? Well, I mean, as far as heat is concerned, um, you know, you can have some pretty hot days uh in new york but nothing really compares to the australian summer and i mean look back back when i was playing i never thought i'd say that uh, back in my day but you know i mean we didn't have the heat rule for example so it was just like suck it up kids when it's 38 degrees or 42 degrees you know you just got to play through that so you know those are the things that have through the years that have 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 um you know, being changed in in basically the rules of tennis, um, having the heat rule heat rule break, and I mean, the, I think one of the most famous finals was the Jennifer Capriati and Martina Hingis final, which was about 42 degrees, and they were just they just had to play through it. Uh, I remember Martina Hingis, um, you know, sitting or, or Jennifer Capriati, one of them sitting in the hall in the hallway entrance into um you know into the into the court when uh, someone went off for a toilet break. So I mean. There's all those sort of fun stories, storylines. Um, obviously, the fires were a huge problem a number of years ago mm. as well. You mentioned uh, Ash winning and, and the 44-year drought that she broke. We're loving what we're seeing from, from Alex Demon all so far and the big scalps that he's taken. It's been 48 years since an, an Aussie man has mm. won 1976. Is it out of the realms of possibility that he could break that drought? 
Well, I mean, it's not out of the realm. I mean, clearly he's beaten a lot of the, you know, really great players over the last few weeks. He's had a tremendous 12 months, or he's had a great couple of years, really. But, um, you know, to be to, to, to finally get into the top 10, that, that in, a, in and of itself is an incredible feat to do. I mean, with all the great players that play on the ATP Tour. Um, look, best of five sets, seven matches in a row against the best players in the world. Mm. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it's not possible, but it's mm. certainly going to be, uh, you know, a, a huge task to, to ask him to, to beat the likes of you know, Novak and Sinner and Alcaraz back to back to back, because that's the sort of thing you have to do to win a Grand Slam. You have to beat great players. So, mm. look, if the draw works out, um, he's ranked higher now. He won't play one of those guys earlier in the tournament, so that's huge. Um, so you never know. Obviously, with the support of the Aussie crowd, um, certainly will help. And Alex plays probably his best tennis when he's representing Australia and, and certainly at the Australian Open. Speaking of former tennis champion turned commentator, Renee Stubbs, Australia's Open airs tonight, 8.30 on the ABC, two-part docuseries. Renee, when I think of the Australian Open, I think crazy finishing times. I think Leighton Hewis, Marcos Bagdadis, 4.30. I think last year, uh, Andy Murray, a 4am, which he declared a joke. The, the scheduling is, um, has upset some players historically and, and has been a great source of curiosity, I, th- I think, throughout. I mean, how are we to, to look at it? And is it something that can be fixed or is it, you know, one of those things that uh, lives on as, um, you know, uh, one of the, the more infamous chapters in the tournament? Yeah, I mean, listen, the same thing has, happens at the US Open. I mean, I've been home from there many, many times covering the tournament at 2, 2.30 in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning as well. So it, 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 honestly, it, the problem with tennis is you can't put a, a time on it because of the fact that you never know. If someone goes five, you know, if a women's match goes mm. a long three-setter, that they can be up to almost four hours. Then you've got a guys' match going on best of five. You never know. That could go five to six hours. Um, we've had it happen in the past. So it just, it's just... The problem with tennis is that you cannot, and the beauty of tennis is that there's no time clock. And so if matches go extraordinarily long and they happen to be on the same court, you run into these problems. And I know that tennis has tried so much to try and work on these things, whether it be starting earlier, having less matches on one court, being able to move a match, all of those sorts of things. I mean, we don't have the problem at Wimbledon because there's a curfew, so they chuck you out of there. (laughs) So, Mm. you know, and the French Open's the same. So, you know, the problem with the Australian Open and US Open is that you can have these really, really late nights just based on the schedule and the length of the matches. And that's something you cannot and will never be able to predict. You know, the problem is if you have a really quick three-set women's match and a really quick men's five-setter, you're done at 10 o'clock. Everyone's like, oh... You I didn't get enough tennis. So it's like it just—it's just dependent. You know, it, we can't satisfy everybody, and, and unfortunately, sometimes the players are the ones that have to pay the price when they're finishing that late and having to come back in a day or two. But obviously, the Grand Slams—they get a day in between, so that does help. Yeah. Well, we can't wait for it to start Sunday this year. Of course, looking forward to getting along. We'll be watching with interest tonight as well, Renee, and really appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries. And it is a really fun doco. I've watched it, obviously. Um, I got a little preview, so um, it's really fun, and hopefully everyone will enjoy it. Good on you. Renee Stubbs there, ABC TV tonight, 8.30 Eastern, uh, Australia's Open two-part docuseries on the rise. Extraordinary rise of the Australian Open. SEM Breakfast powered by Kubota. You can take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Kane's looking for some for his uh, lawn estate, of course. So how is the ride on uh, hunting going, by the way, as we get Uh, to the news? Better, but um, still do not know where to start. Still a stunning contradiction from you that you would get on the ride on as a marathon man. Uh, Back up for the headlines.